for today, we're going to launch into interview with an expert. And today's conversation is really about this idea of TikTok. Now, I, I don't want you to get lost in this conversation because social media is, is really just the media, right? Um, so remember when we're talking about marketing for a law firm, there are three fundamental concepts. There's the message, there's the media, and then there's the market. Um, and so you want to make sure that you realize that the media that we're talking about is TikTok. Now, the message you deliver is probably not going to be all that different than the message you deliver with your other successful campaigns. And, and, and the market that you're talking to can be somewhat identified uh, through using social media. Um, now, in many cases, it might be a broader base uh, conversation, and we'll talk about that with uh, with Robert, and uh, we're going to talk about what is there a paid option? Is there are there data points? Is there things we can dive into? What's the difference between organic and paid? If there are any paid options, and so we're gonna we're gonna break that down, and we're gonna have those conversations with him. Um, you know, I'm not using TikTok as much as I think Robert would like me to, and so we're at all, and and so I I need to look at it as well because I, if if my desired client is there, if they're advertising, if there are attorneys that are advertising on TikTok and they're trying to figure out how to convert them and we have a lead conversion machine, then I need to be able to educate, use TikTok to educate them about how to best convert those leads. And so if they're there and my target audience is, is there, then, then I should be there. And so we are figuring it out in-house on how to do that. I've got some other questions I want to ask Robert about it through my own curiosity. So hopefully I'll be able to share with you from my own perspective of how I run my business and how it would work inside this machine. Um, so the way that the rules are going to play, we're in the chat. You can see some folks are putting on, uh, you can you can put um, uh, your questions on the chat. Uh, if you're new around here, there's no wrong questions. Uh, if you're here and you want to ask a question not related to TikTok or social media, and you have another question that you didn't get to ask at some other point, then you're welcome to ask it here as well. Robert and I think we'll have probably less than an hour's worth of content, uh, unless I talk too much, which is always possible. Um, and then we will, uh, we'll, you'll be able to ask questions you go through. So just go ahead and put the word question in your question. And, and Brittany and Sherry will make sure that we get to those before the day is out um, and make sure you get all your questions answered. So without further ado, uh, Robert Stanley from Cogent Marketing. Robert, are you with me? I'm right here. Yeah. Thank all you. Right, brother. And so, I, I think I might have messed you up a little bit because I reordered my slides. I didn't change my content, but I reordered it a little bit. So you're going to have to wing it with me here. Oh, I, I think we're going to be just <laughs> fine. You and I have done this enough to know that that we are going to be able to wing it just fine. So we'll figure uh, out. why don't you just make sure, just for the, anybody who maybe doesn't know who you are or what your firm does, why don't you go ahead and, and let them know? Because I know you rebranded in the last year or so. And so yeah. uh, just making sure they know who you are. Yeah, so Robert Stanley, formerly Local Pulse Marketing, we rebranded to Cogent Marketing, and we have other products that are Cogent branded, and that was part of the reason that we did that. So we focus, in terms of the legal space, we focus on all things digital. So as Rich mentioned, things like TikTok and Facebook advertising and landing pages and follow-up sequences and automation, anything that's digital and marketing related, you can come to us for. And if we aren't the right fit for you, I will refer you to someone who is probably someone inside of the RJ group. I'll say, no, you're better off seeing this person or that person. But I, I like to consider myself and my company a trusted resource when it comes to marketing and unbiased. So 
I'm not here to take your money just because you want to give it to me. I'm here to help you succeed and make sure that we're both successful together. Yeah. And like, like us, you have a heart of giving. So we always, you always put values. Hey, we're going to give a bunch of value that they can take away and run with regardless of what they do or who they use. And hopefully they'll see you as an intelligent, capable individual <laughs> who can articulate this message well, and then be able to execute it for them. if They don't want to do it themselves, but really you come from a heart of like, let's give first and then figure out the rest later. Right? Exactly. Well, that's what, that's how you maintain long-term relationships. And as you know, a lot of your members have been with you for a long time and they've True. been with me a long time. And so that's, that's important to me. Yeah, we, no, we, we are, uh, you and I, we, you started this, this journey with me like 2011-ish, I think, 2010-ish, right? Somewhere I think in so, yeah. So about 10 there. years now, you've been working with me and, and since Partners Club launched in 2014, you've been a part of that family ever since. And so you've seen the journey and, and we have a lot of familiar faces. We're really blessed have a family who sticks around and, and uh, you know, as you well know, with you, as with me, they could leave at any time. So if they weren't receiving value for whatever reason, they could decide today's the day. So we always really work really hard to keep giving them value. But the message I don't think changes like this message today, you're going to change the concepts up a little bit, but it's still fundamental. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I like, as you know, from our, our rapid implementation discussion, I said, uh, I use the whole analogy that Dan Kennedy does, like the mail's got, got to get delivered, it's got to get open, it's got to get read. Those, that philosophy, that process follows whether you're TikTok or Facebook or it doesn't matter. There's still steps that people have to go through to become your client or your prospect. And so regardless of what we talk about here in the digital space, the, the fundamentals are the same. You got to have good ad copy. You got to have good calls to action. You got to follow a process, which is what you teach a lot of folks to do. Um, and you know, I myself have made the mistake of not following my own process and then going, why did I do that? <laughs> I've been doing this for, you know, 15 years and suddenly I deviate and it doesn't go the way I expect. And that's why. Um, yeah. so yeah. yeah, like, well, for me, like the main reason I'm not on TikTok is because if I go on TikTok, I realize I end up two hours down the drain and I don't know what happened to it and I fall off my process. So yeah that will we'll, there's got to be a way to do this without me going on it because I'm weak <laughs> right that's the problem I'm weak yeah and so that's I guess that's one of the benefits of the advertising uh, uh, arrangement so I'm no longer personally I don't go on Facebook anymore because I have the same issue right but through the advertising channels and what we do for our clients I can get on there and do my work without seeing puppies and kitties and all that kind of stuff the same thing is true of TikTok uh, however we'll probably talk about organic a little bit um, I see a couple of folks putting their, their TikTok, uh, handles in there. So I'm going to follow you guys, <coughs> excuse me. And just so I can see what you're doing. Yep. I, you had sent me one of, uh, Charles's videos. <coughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. Charles is all over it. He's really doing a good job. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I just talked to the McCraneys today. They're, 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 uh, without George's knowledge, uh, they're using, they're creating shorts for George on TikTok and then, <laughs> and then her whole staff. Uh, because I don't know if Danielle's on today or her team is on at all, but her whole staff is, uh, is, is actually bought in. And one of her team members is actually, you know, got a, a decent following on TikTok in her own right. And she kind of organizes the staff to go and post, you know, whatever, once a day or once a week or whatever it is so that they've yeah. got, you know, five people in their sales team and they're always posting on TikTok some piece of information about criminal law. Yeah. And, and so they've got their whole firm bought in. Now that's more organic. We're going to talk about paid today. So 
without further ado, let me let you go ahead and, and share your slides yeah. in your world and you can drive. Let's see if I can do this correctly. Sometimes I have, you never know it, but sometimes I have tech challenges. Um, there you go. There you go. You guys can see it, I, I assume? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. So we're actually going to start off in a, in a marketing space. So I tried to keep this conversation today kind of broad. I didn't want it to just be specifically one thing. I want to talk about a couple different marketing things and specifically trends that I think I'm seeing this year. And I would love for you to interject if you agree or even if you disagree. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about is influence. And this is something that Rich is really good at is marketing influence. And so what do we mean by that? Well, here's uh, Lapuka, right? Author, speaker, expert. I know that you're a big advocate of that. Um, some of our attorneys have, you know, one book. Some of them have, you know, half a dozen books. Some just have free reports. But it doesn't matter if you have that and you leverage it, it's going to help you out a lot. Not just on your website, not just for, you know, walking around handing out books, but also in places like TikTok and Facebook and other places. Because what's the difference between you and the guy that's just on TikTok just running his mouth, right? If you happen to have a book in your hand, it, the perception from the consumer is going to change drastically. Yeah, it's um, funny. I, I, uh, I just listened to a podcast yesterday and um, I, I listened to My First Million. And My First Million, we're talking about this, um, this book that was just written called uh, how to how to run the perfect two hour um, uh, cocktail party? How to run the, the perfect two hour cocktail party? Right. Okay. Interesting. And so th they're joking, and then one guy goes, "A book? Like that could be an email? Like you know, it doesn't need to be a book." And the other guy goes, "No, no, no, no. You don't understand. Like a book has so much more meaning, right?" And he does. And and I went and bought the silly thing because I wanted to see if I could learn something from it. But, but, you know, it was six bucks or seven bucks on Kindle or nine bucks if you order the actual printed version. But this guy's killing it. He's selling, you know, thousands of these copies of this book because he's used TikTok and everything else and influencers to sell it. But the message is that he's, he's using the power of the book and he's not just has a book and let it sit on the shelf. He's actually putting ads out there and letting people grab a copy of the book where they pay for it or they get it for free. Yeah, and I think I think uh, whether you sell it or you don't, my view is it's just a strong positioning uh, asset, really, because mm -hmm. um, not everybody has one of those, right? Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. So I want to, and some of your members have done a good job of this, like podcasting and content. So like getting on Zoom calls like we are right now, recording that content, leveraging it, reusing it. This is not a new concept. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, we do, sometimes we'll do interviews, like podcast interviews with our attorneys and turn that into written content. So instead of you sitting there and typing up an email or typing up your book or whatever you're going to do, just, you know, get on a call with somebody. In, in fact, I know that Charles and the Westbrooks and a few other folks in, the, in this group have just done podcasts with each other. They literally get on a Zoom meeting and banter back and forth about bankruptcy or criminal law or whatever. And then they take that content, they put it on their YouTube channel, they put it on their website. It's a brilliant way to produce value to your prospective new clients, but also puts you in a position of, of authority, right? Yeah. And the other thing is I'm doing, so, uh, you know, you figure out, it, it's like, how do you systemize it? And the answer is you just have to, you have to have a creative system around, you have to have somebody run that system. So 
for instance, like I, I'm, I've got one of our team members we just hired and we have some bandwidth for them. Everybody else hasn't really had any bandwidth. So they're like, what do you want to do? I said, content repurposing. And they're like, what do you mean? I go, well, I need them to take all my content and I need them to take, uh, find those times when I, when I answer a question, not talk about a client or not divulge private information, but I answer a question. And then yep. whether it's video or audio or written or whatever, I need you to then take it and make a little video out of it and an audio out of it so that it can go to our podcast, it can go to our YouTube channel, it can go to TikTok, we can create these shorts out of it. And it's just me, there's a question, me answering the question with a call to action. That's all that it is. But just content repurposing and what it needs is just a system, right? Yeah. That's all yeah, that and it I'm, needs. And I'm, somebody I'm gonna give you like a really crappy mind map that I made <laughs> with the PowerPoint, but nice. to kind of reinforce what you're saying. And then, uh, so I went from, you know, here's the, the attorney interview, to now let's take that interview and repurpose it and do a press release, mm. right? So let's let's get some publicity out of this potentially, especially if it's a burning subject. You know, this is something that Kennedy talks about. What's at the front of the consumer's mind right now? I can tell you what's on their mind. Inflation, gas prices, right? There's all kinds of things that you could bring up right now. Roe versus you, Wade. Roe versus Wade. Yeah, there's all kinds of things that are happening in the world that will get someone's attention. And guess what? If you do an interview, write an article about it, and then do a press release, and it happens to be relevant, very likely a, a local news station will pick it up. Very likely. Well, the local news stations get their news from press release services, right? So yep. there's there's conglomerators who out, go out there and grab all the press releases from all the press release services, and then the, the there's some, you know, intern in the news station that's job is to you know, use the algorithm that the computer uses to read keywords and then goes and reviews all these things. And so if your press release can have a conversation about what's going on in the world already, and you can, you know, have relevant keywords in there in the titles of the press release, and, and you can have video or audio in the press release, then all of a sudden you make yourself very re relevant and you can get on the news. I mean, Andres has, Andres Mayer has really perfected this in many ways. Yeah. He's, he's on the yes. news all around the country doing this exact same thing. Yeah, and uh, he also took advantage of the opportunity early on when there was a lot of, you know, uh, uproar about immigration and stuff because he's an immigration attorney. And, you know, for a while, that was the number one subject. And now, you know, it, the subjects shift every month or three months or whatever. So you just pay attention to the headlines, figure out if you can latch onto that and get an interview or an article about it and then leverage that to your own advantage. Yep. So, the, so by the way, right. uh, just so for all of you that just, I noticed there's more, more people on than when we started. So right. we're, we're on, I'm on with Robert Stanley from Cogent Marketing. We're talking about social media and TikTok. But before that, Robert wanted to make sure he laid down some fundamental things, foundational ideas that are really important to bridge over to this conversation of how to maximize your use on TikTok. And so we're, right now we're talking about more organic things. We're going to get into paid strategies uh, on on the, this using of TikTok and other social media. But I'm curious, like, uh, you know, you're in the chat, you're, not, you're here with me. So, you know, give me some love here. Let me know. It, yes, you are already taking your existing content and using it in multiple ways, like on your podcast, on your, uh, uh, you know, on your YouTube channel and on your TikTok or on your social media, or no, you're not. And, and like, you wish you were like, where are you? Yes or no? And if there's no wrong answer, I'm just curious. Do you do it? Not as much as we should. Yeah, Terry, I agree. I'm in the same boat, by the way, not as much as I should, but you're doing it, right? And, and so, you know, are you out there actually executing? That's the question I'm asking you to put in the chat, but 
I want you to ask it for yourself as well. Sorry, Robert, go ahead. Oh, here's your, here's your outline. Yeah. And it's very basic, obviously, but the, the concept is, is, is kind of old, which is essentially create some sort of content. Um, and I put on here content outline. And one of the reasons I put content outline is because you're not going to just, ideally, you're not going to do just one piece of content, right? right? Right. So what if I had a series of bullet points where they're essentially the outline to my next book or my first book, right? And then I did an, I did an interview with an expert type of thing uh, for each chapter. So chapter one is about, you know, whatever, TikTok. Chapter two is about interview, with, you know, author, speaker, expert stuff, whatever. Now I have the basis of content to produce a book. But for each one of those interviews I do, I now have a blog post. I now have something I could post on social media. Assuming I did this as a Zoom or a video interview like we're doing now, I now have something I could put on my YouTube channel. And since we're talking about TikTok, I now have a snippet I could take from those and put it on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook. So you're in right. Your podcast, you if you had a podcast, Jim. In your podcast. So you have to have a process for sure. But the idea is that you want to do it once and leverage it a dozen times, right? right. And then I put on the far side over here, press release, because when you do these days, the press releases are different. They're all digital now. And you can put links to in your press release with keywords that link to certain things. So from my press release, I could link to my blog post. I could link to my uh, social media site. I could link to my YouTube channel. I could link to a free copy of my book or a paid copy of my book. You can put all that stuff in there. And then, you know, for those of you that care about SEO, that actually does have an SEO benefit. But more importantly, someone who reads that press release, they have all these little mini calls to action where they can go and come back and trickle back through. So all this stuff kind of spider webs and connects together. And the reason I wanted to cover this first is because this becomes your foundation for all things online, not just TikTok or YouTube or your blog. It's all those things. So if you do it once and reuse it, you've just done you know, the work of uh, 12 people one time. Yeah, and you know, so I, have, so I have a good friend who, um, as a matter of fact, he's the speaker, one of the speakers in August on sales. His name is Steve DeLaviaga, and he uh, he recently sold his company to Keller Williams, and he's a, he's got a sales training company for real estate agents. Anyway, um, he is he's he's been in the industry for you know almost thirty years, and he had a wild sized following. And when he left his past career and he decided to go into sales training. He and I spent a lot of time on the golf course talking about going into the information marketing business. And I said, look, you, got, you have to leverage your list. Anyway, he, he, they do an awful lot of spend on Facebook and TikTok and every, I mean, everywhere. That's what they, their, their biggest spend is on social media and that's where they drive their leads. But he said to me, he goes, yeah, man, he goes, man, you're not doing enough organic. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm not. He goes, no, stop. He goes, even if you don't do it yourself, he goes, we have found time and time again that there is a direct correlation between how much love these companies give our paid ads and how much organic we actually do. He goes, nobody actually posts the numbers. Nobody can prove it. None of the social media companies will admit it. But he goes, when I don't post organically, I don't see as great of, you know, my cost per, my cost per thousand goes up. My ROI goes down. Everything was, when I do post regularly, everything else works better. He goes, so I don't have to tell you, but this is how we're seeing it happen. And I, I don't, do you find that to be true? Yeah. It's the all ships rise with the tide or boats or whatever you want to say. Right. Um, that's absolutely true. We see that time and time again, folks that have one source of leads, if it's just SEO or it's just social media or it's just this or just that entirely different than if you have two or three or four or 
you know, the more the merrier, really. All, all of those things raise up. Uh, one of the things that is consistent about organic content, especially these days, is it the world has changed, right? There, there used to be a time when we did marketing stuff and videos like this, the conversations where I'm wearing a tie and we have to have a professional background and there can't be any noises. Well, COVID has changed that and technology has changed that and reality TV has changed that. Now it's more about authenticity. So right. I, think, I think the podcasting and this type of dialogue and interaction is really what people want. And that's the kind of content I encourage my attorneys to put out. So it would be better if I let everybody know I'm wearing shorts? Yes, that would be absolutely okay. better. All right, good. So this way it's authentic. You know? As long as it's not those 1970s basketball shorts, you know, with the little nope, stripe. No, nope, no, nope. nobody <laughs> wants to see me in those. But, but, but I definitely have a dress shirt on up top and shorts on the bottom. Uh, so, and that's the time we're living in. Right. So right. I, I think, I think I also have said this for years to my, my attorneys I work with is like, don't be afraid to be flawed. I think there's an, there's this weird thing, uh, when you're a professional, like an attorney, a dentist, a doctor, or you want to have zero flaws. And the reality is, is that we all have flaws yeah. and every one of your clients has flaws. And when you don't present any flaws, then they think there's something wrong with you. Right. Or they're, they're standoffish. So even on camera, when you mess up or do something wrong, and that's one of the things that people, they, they're afraid to do YouTube videos. They're afraid to do TikToks. They're afraid they're going to mess up. They're afraid they're right. going to look bad. Right. Once you stop giving a crap, it works out much better. And you mess up on camera and you say, oh, oops, I messed up. In fact, you, you comedians do it all the time. They'll mess up a joke. They'll laugh at themselves. And then the audience laughs even twice as hard. Right. Authenticity is really uh, important. It is hard, in my experience, to convince attorneys to be okay with failing publicly because they have been trained that, you know, an F isn't good. Right. Right. Um, Or an F means something. Uh, And so that is, that can be challenging. Um, But yeah, if we can get them to, if we can get them to get through that and and be authentic, uh, that would be a win. So what's next? Where do we go from here? Okay. I'm going the wrong way here. Ah, so I had, to, I had to touch on this, the social media privacy and advertising issue. So you and I have discussed this, Rich. Uh, in, with Facebook in particular, our ability to target people based on you know whether they like pizza or not or whatever, whatever the scenario is, they're soccer players, that's diminished. Like It's really diminished. So it's made our cost per lead and our advertising efforts more difficult and challenging. So I wanted to address that briefly. And that's not just Facebook, also Google. Uh, Lapuka and I have discussed this as well. You can't use words like debt or debt settlement on Google anymore, which two years ago you could. So there's all these constant restrictions and changes. Um, you know, you can't use certain keywords. You can't target certain groups. And now with the iPhone creating restrictions, then the iPhone says now we're not going to give our information to Facebook. They want to hold ownership of it. That's caused the cost per lead or cost of advertising to go up. Um, so what can we do? Let's use lists. So we've discussed this in the rapid implementation webinar, which is, hey, man, let's just go buy a list. I mean, a lot of bankruptcy folks buy the list, lien lists and foreclosure lists. Criminal guys get their jail mail. You can get those lists and load them onto Facebook, load them onto TikTok, and just forget about their restrictions and targeting because this actually bypasses that because it's your list of prospects. Yeah, I Um, I think think that's, you know... um, you, the, the way to get around there's two ways to get around targeting one is 
one is to buy the list and usurp it. And I think that's, you know, every practice area typically can access some list somehow, some way. And the harder it is to access the list, by the way, the better it is for you if you can figure it out because no, that means nobody else is accessing it. But right. uh, for those of you that complain, you have to go down to the courthouse and get the name like one at a time. Um, I mean, I, I've actually had firms I taught how to get somebody to go down there and pay them per name. And they literally, you know, a homemaker went down in the afternoon and got as many names as they could because they kept bringing the courthouse staff, you know, brownies every day and buttered up to them and they gave them whatever they want. Anyway, the second way to do it is what you talked about before. Um, and I had this conversation with the McCraneys today as we were talking about how to, uh, they were actually specifically asking about YouTube ads. And, and uh, in, in many ways, uh, like take YouTube ads, if, if, you're, if you're a criminal attorney or you're looking for people who are searching for DUI information, it's likely if they search for DUI information, they're going to get information from another attorney in your geo area. And it's likely that that attorney didn't monetize his videos which means your ad's probably not going to show on their videos, which means your ad's going to show on people who are in your geographic region looking at other things, which means they may or may not be ready for uh, to talk to an attorney. They weren't out there searching for you. So you need the, one of the ways in which you get around the, the, the search issues or the, the limit of being able to get in front of people is using a lead magnet uh, yep. because it gives people the opportunity to take a very low barrier of entry way to get your information, whether it's a free report or a free book or a podcast or whatever it is. And now they become a follower of yours. Now, sometimes those people actually do have need help. And sometimes those people uh, have family members that need help. Um, and you can certainly filter out your leads by simple, you know, uh, questionnaire funnels that walk them through some questions that can identify if they're a real possible lead. And those funnels can send them one direction or the other way. So using technology to then filter the traffic uh, even after you've gotten it. So one way is use lists, target. The other way is use the lead magnet in a more mass media way and then use backend uh, Q&A filtering to direct traffic where it is you want it to be directed. Agreed? Agreed. In fact, uh, Charles and I just had this discussion because we were talking about how are we going to funnel people off TikTok and get them, you know, because he's doing organic, he's not doing paid at the moment. Um, how are we going to funnel those people off and get them to raise their hand in the right way? Because he's got several practice areas. So they're going to go to a single landing page, but that single landing page is going to have three paths they can go down, right? And it's going to be a free information offer. And based on their answers to the question, we might just give them their free PDF or whatever because they don't qualify as a client. And if they do qualify, we might take them down a different path and ask a couple more questions or add more value or offer them a free consultation. So it's, it's the funnel, right? So we're bringing a bunch of sand in and, and shaking the gold out at the bottom and throwing away the dirt and rocks. So that's a very, very common process. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's, I've told the story before, but it's worth telling again. So my son, Michael... Uh, decided to build his YouTube channel around Wix.com back when he was 13 years old. So, uh, you know, a long, a long time ago. So he's, that's 10 years ago. And, um, and he, he was getting traffic. I mean, you know, he's got whatever, I think it's 90,000 subs or whatever it is today. And so uh, in a niche market, that's not a bad number. And, and Google sends him an awful big check every month uh, for having those subs and for monetizing. But you know, we kept, he kept saying, well, what should I do in the beginning? I go, well, Michael, the trick is you have to get the traffic off of YouTube, off of YouTube's list or your subscriber list onto your list. 
and and so you know uh, the trick was okay, what could we offer them that would be attractive to them to give us their contact information? And yes. we tried a bunch of things, and you you never know what's going to work. And it ended up it was a, it was an academy, a free academy that was basically a library of content. Much of it repurposed from YouTube that just plugged on there so they had access to it and you could easily find it. Yep. And I, I think Michael's email list today has, I'm going to get this number exactly wrong, but I think he's at 60,000. That's um, a big number. Yeah, it's huge. It's a big number on his email list, right? So, um, you know, are they all perfect? Are they all his right list? No, to, to back to your point, when you develop traffic and followers and subscribers and fans and watchers and whatever, the question is, how do you get the name off of their list onto your list so you can own it? How do you own their list? Well, you get their email address, you get their phone number, you get their cell phone number, you get their address, right? And yeah. when you get that information, now you can more accurately market to them. Oh, if you can additionally figure out, like, what are they interested in? So to your point, I'm going to give them three channels of information, but there's no perfect answer to this. Like, you need to try different offerings to figure out which one converts the best. It's just math, right? So all we were able to do was go, okay, so for every video you post, you get X number of subscribers and X number of viewers, X number of watch. We took that math. We said, okay, for every one of these, what percentage converts over clicks on the link? Because we're going to that traffic to find it out. Or we're going to the analytics to figure it out. And then of the people who'd click on the link, how many of them subscribe and give us your information? And how many give us more information on the secondary offer and everything else? And so we could just measure it all the way out. And so you end up understanding almost right down to what's a name worth to you. Like Russell Brunson used to say, what was it? For every thousand names, you could make a hundred dollars a month. I think it was, that was what he got it down to, right? Yeah. It used to be a dollar a name per month. Dollar a name about. Yeah, now now yeah. it's not as much. No, it's um, not that much. And so now it's probably more like 10 cents a name, but doesn't matter. There, yeah. There's some number that these are worth to you. So anyway, we, I digressed on you naturally, but <laughs> that's okay. But yeah, going down this idea of how do you get the traffic off of these sites, whether it be organic or paid, onto your site is it has an awful lot to do with the bait, and not to leave the foundation. The bait means the message, right? The message, yeah. the media, the market. So we want to use the right bait to catch the right fish. So the bait that you use will determine the fish that you catch. And so using the right bait will help you draw your market out of the list and you'll get that the name off social media and onto your house list. And now you can market to them freely. Yeah, uh, to your point there, it's like, let's just say that our bait was a free report on, you know, the 10 things you need to know before you file a divorce versus the 10 things you need to know about family law. Well, Correct. that's a lot of things. Right. So if, if I give them the 10 things they know, need to know about divorce, that's very spot on. Now we know what we're dealing with. And so your point about the bait is you got to make sure that the, the, it's a sharp pointy object, like it's going right to where you want it to go. Yeah. Well, what if you're a family law firm and you realize that, um, well, let, you know, you're a family law firm and you, and you realize that the largest percentage of your clients are Catholic. Well, it's possible. Yep. And you could write a free report on divorce for Catholics. What if yes. you found out that you served a high percentage of dentists and they, they are your best clients? Well, you could write divorce for dentists, right? Uh, yep. Same report, same book, same everything, just changes a couple of words here or there. And now we're niching into the niche 
And now you're really honing in on the person that you want, right? If you're a B2B company, like if you do business, business transactional and estate planning per se, like able to identify your B2B niche and be able to send that message directly into that niche and talk just to them, it, your cost per lead will be more expensive because you're going to be wading through a lot more crap to find the one that you want. But once you find them, they're probably worth an awful big number to you. And yeah. so you can actually pay more to acquire that name. So anyway, again. Yeah, this this subject actually could be an hour in of itself, actually. Yes, sir. Uh, funnels and segmenting and things like hey, that. you took me there. <laughs> I did. Well, I told you I didn't think I had a full hour of content, so it's fine. Very good. Uh, so one of the things I wanted to bring up too, so we originally we were talking about Facebook and Google privacy issues. So I thought it was relevant to bring up that they continually change their terms of service and they do not tell you. Well, they'll send you an email, but it's one of 10,000 you get a day. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you kind of have to pay attention to that because that's how your account gets suspended. Um, and then suddenly the leads stop flowing. And so this is something that we as a marketing organization find ourselves doing a lot is dealing with this garbage, you know, rule changing and can't use this word, can't use that word. Just know that it's a moving target. And then I'll finally say, and I, I think there's, there's certain sponsors that would love this last statement, which is augment your digital with physical mail. I've be, I'm becoming more and more a believer and that's what you have to do. Um, we do it both ways, right? So we get direct mail lists from your members and then we put those in the digital space. But we have people that are doing digital only and they're not doing direct mail. I really think you should do both if you can um, because it's kind of hard to avoid physical mail these days. It just, you know, it shows up, it's in your lap. And if it's reinforced by something you're doing online, whether it's your podcast or your, your press release or whatever, uh, that's again, that's all boats rising with the tide conversation here. They're going to remember you more readily. Yeah, I gave, uh, I, took a I, I took a swing at creating a, a, a piece for a bankruptcy firm. I gave it to two clients to test. Uh, one I haven't gotten a report back from yet. The other one, uh, just give me a report back that said, uh, it's converting at 7.4 times ROI. Um, and it's kind of new in the game, 7.4 times ROI in the first month of a campaign for a month and a half of a campaign for uh, bankruptcy is, is like, why is everybody not doing this? Like, yeah, that's a, that's a big time. <laughs> it's huge. Right. Yeah. And so, and just, you know, direct every firm in my opinion, that can do direct mail should be the, the hardest for that. The hardest ones to do direct mails are the ones that have a hard time getting the lists. Yeah. Um, and, and so I mean, that's fair. That's going to be a challenge for certain states, counties, whatever. Personal injury is one of the harder ones. There are many states that won't give you access to a list of accidents and accident reports from the police stations. Um, they're, they're oftentimes hard lists to get, but there are some states who do make them readily available and people still don't mail them, which doesn't make any sense to me. But um, yeah, direct, there, there, there are almost zero consumer-based practices that shouldn't be using direct mail. And B2B, if you did it right, I think you would just, you would just, you're in B2B, if you're a business to business transaction with an estate planning backing on your end, um, your client value is so high, you can pay significantly more to acquire a client than anybody else can. Uh, so direct mail should be an absolute part of your process. So anyway. Yes. So now TikTok. we're going to go to TikTok, which, which, which is what you opened with. Well, we're, because you, know, you need a headline. Yeah, I know. Right. Uh, so uh, I'm going to talk 
about statistics and a little bit about paid advertising, but I feel like I want to go off the rails for one second and give props to all of the attorneys who have made the leap into TikTok. One of the reasons I think you should be on there, Rich, is because I started seeing attorneys on TikTok. They're, you know, a lot of them were criminal or accident attorneys. Uh, I haven't seen a ton of family law, although there's some on there. But essentially what they're doing is they're giving sound bites. Mm -hmm. If if you're facing this situation, here's what you should do. Mm -hmm. Right. For more information, go to the link in my bio. Right. If you have this problem with your taxes, then you need to do these things. And there's 10 others, but if you click the link in my bio, there's a free report that tells you all 10 things you need to do. You know what I mean? So it's just the little sound bites. It reminds me of when I was a kid and watched, you know, watched Batman and Robin on TV. And they always ended hanging over a bucket of acid or something, right? And then tune in next week, right? So we're really cliffhanging them into uh, downloading our, our book or, or signing up for something, right? They did always end on a... They always ended on a cliffhanger, yeah. always. Yeah. Even news stations to this day. Yeah. Uh, on the next hour, we're going to talk about an old lady who, you know, beat up an alligator with her purse. You're like, what? <laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> so, yeah. yeah that... stream, streaming has ruined that for us because we can just go watch the next episode <laughs> right away. Absolutely. That's how they used to get you to stay and watch the commercials, right? So that has absolutely changed. Um. All right, so this, these are just statistics. I covered this in the rapid implementation, but it's worth discussing again. Three billion with a B downloads. Three billion with a B downloads. 37% uh, of TikTok users have an income of 100 grand or more. That's 30 million of the US users wow. that have over $100,000 a year income. That's, That's a target rich environment if you're an estate planner. Uh, a divorce attorney, right? You probably want rather have the the well off uh, clients. Really, it's, it's probably true of any any practice area, except for maybe bankruptcy, unless it's a business bankruptcy. Um, a high percentage are female, although those these stats are a little old. These are all changing. But the thing that we discussed last time that I wanted to cover again. Oh, this is this is the other one. This is uh, June of last year. Overall downloads on the app stores across Google and iPhone, everything TikTok number one. So there's, so where should you be advertising? There it is. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Unfortunately, you can't advertise on WhatsApp just yet, but those are your top four. If you're not doing something in those areas or thinking about doing something in those areas, then you're missing out. And one thing I'd like to point out with TikTok that is very unique at this moment in time, and this is the way Facebook was when it first came out. And like when I first signed up for Facebook, I think it was like 2008 or 2009 or something. You could literally post something on your page and everybody who liked your page could see it and all their friends could see it. So uh, I'm really good friends with the guys at Blender's Eyewear, a company out of California. They sold their business for $30 million. Um, of course. Two young guys straight out of college. And I was in the same office, but we were the same executive suite with them. And they were in that time frame where if you posted on Facebook, you were getting free. They literally built their, their business off free advertising organic advertising. That's where we're at with TikTok right now. It's not, they just released the ad platform. I just signed up as an advertising agency. Uh, guess what? It ain't going to be free for long. Right now, the whole thing works based on whether you like, share, et cetera. And there's an algorithm that'll get you in front of people. So people are going viral and doing, you know, $10,000 in sales of widgets in one day because people like the video. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, you don't have to get on TikTok if you don't want to. But if you like free money, you should probably get on there right now and figure it out because well, that, that's it's, 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 go away. look, this is 
if you and I had a, re if we had a, re a recording, we probably do, uh, <laughs> from back in the day when we talked about Facebook, right? In yeah. 2010, 2011, 2012, when you were trying to convince everybody that they should get on Facebook and everybody that they should have a podcast. Those were two of the biggest things you talked about. You know, the reality is those things are here and they are, they, many people rely on them for good, solid lead sources or um, referral sources or sources of authorship, celebrity, and expert. And those who mastered those platforms are typically doing better than others in their overall marketing. And, and so, you know, to, to ignore to, or to believe that somehow TikTok is going to be different, I think would be foolish. If your crowd is, if the crowd of people that you want to attract is there, then you need to be there. That's your job. You got to find the media. It's harder these days. I get it, but you've got to find the media that works. And so you got to do it in a way that is manageable. And because one thing about TikTok, unlike Facebook, like Facebook, you can put a, an ad out with words on it and just make it work. But TikTok requires some of the behavior of the owner, correct? Yeah. At the moment, it specifically, it requires video. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the owner, but it does require video. And that, and as I said before, that's where people get hung up. Attorneys, especially, because they're worried about messing up or looking bad or saying something. Can you, can you make, I mean, trouble. is there any data? Maybe there's probably no data, but is there any, could you make, um, like, could you make video that has the same aspect ratio as an iPhone per se, um, but it's uh, black screen, white words? and music yeah you absolutely can do that um i haven't seen that on there in my experience i don't know if anybody who's on tiktok regularly has seen that i have yet to see that i've seen they've got this whole voiceover thing that they'll do mm -hmm. uh with stuff like that but yeah there's a variation of that so you could in theory uh do that and test that that method uh i think at the moment though the audience is trained to look for humans like it's just all it's either humans or pets, and it's all videos yeah. that are 30 seconds to three minutes. I could make the argument that it's possible that that would be enough of a paradigm disruptor, right? A, a, have a paradigm shift in, in, in appearance, like a pattern interrupt. A pattern thing. interrupt. Yeah, it could pattern absolutely interrupt. work as a pattern interrupt, right? Because they're not used to seeing it. I mean, this is what we do with Facebook all the time. We're constantly trying to change what we're putting out there because we need to interrupt that kind of like numbness. Of, I've seen this before. And so, yeah, TikTok's absolutely, I, I agree with you, Rich. It would absolutely be worth a, a try. There's something that I've uh, been pushing really hard for attorneys to do. And I think Charles just did one. It's on TikTok, it's called a duet. And a duet is where your video sits next to somebody else's video. And so you see somebody's content. Charles did one on, there's a lady that was upset about the price of gas and the price of groceries and the price of her rent and everything's going up and up. And he did a duet where he just sat his faces next to hers. And all he's doing is nodding. He's not even saying anything. He's just like non-verbally agreeing with what this lady's saying. And what's interesting about the duet thing is that you don't have to produce any content. You could just video yourself and nod, right? Or do thumbs up. There's a lot of people that do that. And then uh, because it's already connected to somebody else, ideally somebody who's got a decent amount of following, you get some bleed over on traffic. And so what will happen is when you do edit, they'll then look, they'll investigate you. I do this myself. I look at the profile. I look at their bio. I look at other videos they posted. So in Charles's situation, he's got one where he's holding his book up and then he's got one where he's talking about, you know, foreclosure. And so he's got, and he's, he's doing a good job of mixing in 
normal content with work content. And by that, I mean, for example, he, he, le- he, he was really proud of this, Charles. I know you were. <laughs> he did a video at Costco. He's like, the best day to go to Costco is on Friday night because nobody's here because they're all out partying. And so my advice to you is to go to Costco on a Friday night. That was his video. That was it. And he's literally in his car outside of Costco. Hmm. Um, you know, and so- I it, thought it was because of the samples. Really. <laughs> Well, you know, COVID kind of killed the samples. I don't know if they've come back or not, but I haven't have been to Costco in a minute. They've come back. They've, they've roared back. Yes. Oh, that's good. Because that was, was one of the favorite. That was one of my uh, grandparents' favorite things is to go in there and get free food at the Costco. <laughs> <laughs> all <sighs> so, right. We've got about 11 minutes left. I want to make sure I took you All right. Let's, let's hurry up through this. So, okay. So it's time spent on using the mobile app. U.S. is number three behind U.K. and Russia. Although Russia may be cut off at this point, who knows? Uh, the time spent on is equal, or probably even higher than Facebook at this point, because this is also not a brand new slide. Uh, YouTube is the only one that beats it. And I believe that that's the case because a lot of YouTube content is uh, DIY videos, which tend to be longer. This is how you do this or do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas Facebook and, and TikTok are more, you know, short. Although I, I, I was talking to the McCraneys about this, D, you know, TikTok is really, uh, I'm sorry, YouTube has in, in uh, as a battle against TikTok, YouTube is really pushing their, their YouTube shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so um, they're actually, you'll notice there's a lot more shorts showing up in the algorithm and they're dropping it every third video or whatever, so that they it's getting more views. And there's a lot of people who are, there's a number of, uh, of influencers who are building a very large subscriber list in a very short period of time using shorts because YouTube is currently pushing shorts significantly. So the, 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 the wave or the tide of TikTok is lifting the boats of YouTube shorts as well. Well, the other thing we're seeing is that people create a video on TikTok TikTok allows you to download it. It's got their little logo on it. They then repurpose it on Facebook and repurpose it on YouTube. Yeah, it's um, you can download it. And then now, that, now there's a software that can remove that watermark for you. I think the watermark is an advantage, actually. A pattern well, interrupt. It is unless you're looking to monetize. If you're trying to monetize. Yeah, you can't, you you can't, can't monetize that content. Correct. Right. Correct. So it all depends on your goals. All right, so we kind of talked about this already. Last time we spoke and I did my research, your minimum spend on the con side was 50 bucks a day. Now it's 10 bucks. Hmm. That's pretty affordable. Um, So we talked about a lot of these advantages. Probably the largest one, because I'm really the fan of uploading lists, is the ability to load lists and then target them directly on there. Um, Some of the targeting options aren't as granular as I'd like them to be at the moment. Um, Again, your, your con, the big con is the video stuff. You got to do video. There's no way around it at the moment, unless we use the idea you came up with, Rich, which is where you're doing text on a screen that's actually a video kind of a thing. Yeah, so. and you, you mean, if you want to spend, if you found that it works, you could always text on a screen, voiceover, music, you know, pay for somebody to do voiceover. You, I mean, you could have it done and probably for, you know, on a 30-second video, less than, you know, $10 in labor and voiceover, you can have a video created is my, is my guess. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're moving on here. This is kind of the less important stuff, but it's future, future pacing, so to speak. Uh, so Facebook's now meta, and I'm sure a lot of you are like, well, what the heck is that? Um, so what this I highlighted here is we're moving beyond 2d screens, right? So this is meta products. One that you might find kind of interesting, but also scary is these sunglasses have cameras in them. Um, 
if you're familiar with oh and i just drew a blank what movie is this uh yeah the one from minority the, report minority, minority report. report yeah so i don't know if you remember the scene where he's walking through the mall and all the mall uh Advertise. video murals are talking to him specifically because it's scanning his eyeballs and it's talking to him um that's called augmented reality Zoom virtual backgrounds, like my blurred background, is augmented reality. What's what you see behind me is not real, right? So augmented reality is 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 a thing. It's becoming a bigger thing. That picture uh, of me on my desk with my wife with with me with hair that is not augmented reality. <laughs> I did I did have hair. you actually had hair at one point. Yes. <laughs> I don't think I met you when you had hair. That might have been a minute ago. Um, so Snapchat and Instagram, and a lot of these, you know, you can hold your camera up. Kids love doing this. They hold it up and they got funny faces and glasses and whatever. That's augmented reality. So here's augmented reality shopping. So I pick a couch out of a, a, a store on my phone and then my camera scans the room and it virtually places it in the corner. Okay. So some of the other things that are going to happen in augmented reality is imagine if we went to a Richard James, Richard James event and he's got his banners up and stuff, but instead of them actually being there, you just see them there, right? And, and I'm there for the Richard James conference and I see all his banners, but I'm, somebody else is there for the insurance conference and they see all the insurance banners, but they only have one set of liquid assets. So you're walking, that's augmented reality. So that's a mind-blowing concept, but that is coming. So we'll be walking into places and seeing things that aren't really there. And that's uh, that. Well, will they be are one, really there, but only for us. Only for us. And that will be the future of advertising. Uh, now, now here's the quote unquote metaverse, which is virtual reality. All the kids these days have these, you know, headsets and the hand things and whatever. Um, Ready Player One is another movie that's kind of predicted this, this coming of the metaverse, so to speak. So here's like a good picture I found where it's comparing what we do now, where we're sitting in front of a computer screen with our keyboard. And this is, although this isn't a, a, a direct uh, correlation, but now they just got a headset on and they still have the keyboard, but really they probably won't even have the keyboard. Right. They'll have in gloves the future. on. So now we're just right. going to end up with more things we have to clean because we get sweaty and dirty. <laughs> exactly. The downside of augmented reality or virtual reality. So you'll have meetings like this where just like, it's not too different than what we're doing right now. Like we're having a virtual meeting, but in this virtual meeting, it would be three-dimensional. You could look around and see all kinds of different things. You could literally be at a conference and kind of feel like you're there. Um, as you can imagine, you could, there could be advertising plastered everywhere or, or, or scooted in there based on what you're doing. Um, this, is a, this is Roblox, which I'm not a super familiar with, but it's basically where a lot of people go and they pretend they're these little characters but gucci created an event garden where people went into the event and got to look at their products and shop inside of this virtual environment mm. um this is the miller light presents first metaverse big game so people went gathered in a virtual space watched football or soccer or something inside of a miller light bar and nobody's actually there so this is all futuristic, scary stuff, but this is what Facebook metaverse or the metaverse wants to be. And there's, they're not the only company that's headed that direction. There's a bunch of, a bunch of them battling it out right now. So why am I bringing this up? So you won't crap your pants five years from now when this is what I tell you you need to do, right? This is what we got to do. We got to do this now. We got to do that now. So that brings me to the end. Uh, if you'd like to schedule an appointment and talk about anything, TikTok, 
uh, influencer marketing, you know, doing press releases, stuff like that, metaverse, whatever, uh, go to cogent.digital or just email me info at cogentmarketing.com. Uh, happy to sit down and have a conversation. Uh, Richard and I do this all the time. We get on our, our meetings and then we kind of wander off into strange places and, and talk about things. So if you want to wander off to strange places and, and talk about cool stuff, then we can do that. I have a few folks who are we're in coordination with that are in your group that are going to do TikTok advertising. So uh, we are actually having a tough time navigating that at the moment. They're their support system is absolute garbage. And I think it's because it's just brand new. Um, but we will get it dialed in. And when you when and if you want to do TikTok advertising, we've got a few beta customers who want to do it. We'll have more information for you here and that probably by San Diego. Yeah, that's great. So uh, Sherry's put your information on the screen. Thank you for being here, Robert. As always, the information I think was valuable um i'm gonna turn off your share so we can just oh okay yeah absolutely each other in the eye um so <laughs> so um yeah i mean you know being here and having these conversations about um reinforcing the basics which is authorship celebrity expert this content deliverable marketing how you use that how you're supposed to be repurposing um why it's important to do so and and then what's happening now and why you need to be in the you know cutting edge of digital because while you may be early, it's better to be a little bit early than a lot late because the, you know, the, the digital space gets busy really fast with the niches once they figure it out. So to get in there, figure it out, dial it in and get ahead of the game while everybody else is, is still trying to uh, decide whether they want to get involved or not is, is really the right decision. And so uh, it, the reality with, with a consumer-based firm, uh, your, your clients are on TikTok. Yes. There's no question about it. There's 3 billion downloads. You're, you know, 30 million in the U.S. Your clients are on TikTok or at least a significant percentage of them. So um, how, to, how to reach them is the next question. We found a pool of place where they are. Now, how do, we, how do we do it? And if you can use lists to target and we can get ads in front of those lists because we know they're already probably ripe for listening, well, that's the secret. And if you can work with a company like Robert that can help you figure that out, I think it's the right move. So if anybody has any last minute questions, you go ahead and put it in the chat. I'll be happy to answer it for you. I think I got a minute or two left. A uh, little bit of love for Robert in the Partners Club way. One, two, three. If any of you are watching this and you're new to our world, you're watching it on a podcast or YouTube or something like that, obviously, what, what do we want you to do? Like, like and subscribe and do all those things. Or you want to go visit Robert at Cogent Marketing or email him at info at cogentmarketing.com. That's C-O-G-E-N-T dot digital d-i-g-i-t-a-l.com cogent.digital.com um and and so you can visit them and learn more about them um but we'd love to hear from you feel free to put a comment out there feel free to let us know if you have any questions we'll be happy to address them for you You always can email me directly at richard at the richardjames.com as always it's been a, a real blast being with everybody today and specifically having a conversation with my good friend robert stanley and the insight that he gave us on digital marketing. Robert, I appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. All right. Make it a great day, everybody. Uh, thanks very much. We'll see you again next time. Have a great 4th of All July. Right.